deep in London's beating heart lies a wall A locked door it be if you know the call For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to The Shrieking Shack This is a Harry Potter play read podcast for Laps fans I am your host CC, And I'm Liz And Liz be honest, did you think I was going to remember to nail the slight tweak at the beginning there? I was confident. I thank you. Because I wasn't is the thing. I'm I'm so glad to have a confident co-host because I was not confident. I remembered exactly 0.6 seconds after hitting record that I would have to say it differently. Um I do kind of think about it just in a vacuum and i'm trying to Mm. figure out if someone said i have a play read podcast what i would think that is because i don't think my first guess would be reading a play that sounds like a intro to a podcast about like reading the novelizations of games (laughs) well cut that out because that's a great idea that's a great We're going to read the, like, the Assassin's Creed novels and the Dragon Age novels or the the insane Doom novel that was written by, like, a Mormon missionary guy. Here, here's the problem with a lot of those, though, is I don't really want to read, like, the lore, right? Like, that's the problem with mm-hmm. the Halo novels is that they're so big in scope. Um, yeah. I, w- <laughs> I just want to sit down and read a novelization that is the plot of Dragon Age Origins, like, start to finish. <laughs> Can I tell can I tell a story about the Halo novels? Oh, please. Okay, the Halo novels. I read all of those as a teen. All I thought, of them? No, well, all of the Eric Nyland ones. So, okay. uh, that would be Fall of Reach. Uh, let me think. Uh, Fall, Fall of Reach, Ghosts of Onyx, uh, whatever. They they're so they're like pretty I, I remember finding them to be pretty decent sci-fi novels. Sure. Um, the the new Halo game, Halo Infinite, uh-huh. uh, has this moment where, I don't know, spoilers <laughs> if anyone listening cares about the- Halo spoilers, uh, watch the out. Gripping, the gripping narrative of, of Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. uh, the like sixth mainline Halo game. Uh-huh. Um, there is like a part, where they try and do like a triple A video game, like the characters are talking about their feelings moment, and it's like mm. a big, big emotional cutscene. And there's this guy who's like having a breakdown, and and he's like, yeah, like chief, I can't be like, I, like you're the master chief, I can't be like you. Like when have you ever done anything wrong? Uh, and there's, <laughs> there's this incredible moment because of course he's fucking master chief, right? So like he's got a helmet on, and he just like looks at him. With this, with his helmet, uh, uh, you know, expressionless helmet, and he goes like, "I, I've, I've failed before." You know, they, they, they have this, this moment where Master Chief is like, "It, it, it's okay to not feel okay. I'm, I'm Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, fa- I failed to, to, to protect Cortana, and like that's his like big moment. Is like he, he." And, and like I read all those books, and I know that there, like. There's a there's a part in the books where he like blows open an airlock on the way out of like a base on a mission and kills like a million civilians or something. I'm like, you there's way worse stuff you've done. I'm um, cursed. I'm burdened with this knowledge. Does he consider that a mistake? Yes. Yeah, um, the whole there's like okay. half of the book. It's like a really early thing that he does. Well, never uh, mind. I wasn't sure if he's like 
That was for cool. the great. It was for the greater good. I meant to do that. I meant to do that. Also, didn't Cortana die of old age? Cortana, no, Cortana oh. should have died because in seven years the AI guy. <laughs> she was getting too smart, and it like she it's like falls apart at the seams or whatever. Yeah, like, AI yeah, goes yeah, rampant. Yeah. Uh-huh. They start deleting their personality to make more room for that's so sad. information. Right. Halo that didn't lore. happen. The deep Halo lore. We're starting a new podcast. I'm going to talk about the Halo <laughs> lore in the books that don't matter anymore because Master Master Chief has forgotten that he like blew up blew open an airlock. If Cortana died, why she got to be in my computer? Why? God, them putting Cortana in the computer and it's actually voiced by Jen Taylor too. It's so when I installed Windows 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, which we which we talked about a while ago, like and, and and had like those brief moments of like, oh right, fucking Cortana is here. Yeah, it feels so bad. That feels so weird. That's weird. She's a weird character. But I think they should have. We talk about Windows Eleven a lot on this podcast. Um, yeah, well, it sucks. So it does suck, and I am staring at my computer right now. But um, wouldn't it be cool if um they sort of worked in like a meta story into Halo about Cortana dying to go be in like computers in the past. <laughs> I have to help the people in the. I have to help people search. Yeah, chief, chief. I, I have to. <laughs> I have to delete all parts of myself and and go into the old timey computers. I need I them to be able to search the web on their on their taskbar, Master yeah, Chief. Yeah, I, I have to defeat my rival AI Siri. Right uh, now, I, in the Windows Phone. Yeah, they should do that. That would. It been, would be like that, Undertale. Ooh, well, kind okay. Because they invented metatext. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And now Windows um, can do it. Now, when, now following an under, Undertale. Well, and then the, then the next step would be uh, we got to get the Pope to play Halo. I think, now, yeah, for sure. The, the Pope has Undertale. The Pope plays halo then halo is caught up 100 percent with with undertale oh yeah no. uh and then and then gaming can truly heal that's true um i'm very glad to be recording again if you're listening to this uh episode count your lucky stars that you got to listen to the last one um <laughs> because i i had a uh, dramatic event happen un- un- unfold during the editing of uh, uh, of last week's episode where um the file just stopped working speaking of like dumb windows 11 bullshit there's like <laughs> you know there's like the new version of audacity uh that has like a new file structure and it just like ate ate the episode file mm-hmm. halfway through editing it um but thanks to the power of forums, the the, the Audacity forums, like, it was rescued. So that's so, and it was just like a forum user, right? Like a brave yeah. volunteer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have like support because it's like open source software. So so this is a this is my shout out to the the power of posting. Yeah. And, and is this just like a kind citizen that's like what like people were submitting their files and then they would like return them? Here you go, it's fixed. That that is like literally what it was. Like I went on the Audacity forums, I said, Hey, I got this weird error, and I looked around and like only a few other people had had this specific error. I guess uh-huh. this is like a new a new issue with like the Audacity file structure stuff. Yeah. Um 
and I got two two replies. One from someone who I guess is like an Audacity developer who who uh, you know jumped in to like do uh, well. You'll now you'll remember next time not to make this mistake, which was like I guess like leaving my computer and assuming that Audacity. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, it was so funny. Like. Okay. The upside is that's the last time you'll make this mistake. Okay, man. You'll never screw up again. Okay, thanks, man. But but then an angel arrived to save the day. Thank you to Jade Man on the Audacity forums for uh, uh, rescuing last week's episode. Friend friend of the podcast, Jade Man. Friend of the podcast, Jade Man. I'm 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 very sorry if you like open the file in whatever audacity fixing software you have and, and <laughs> like opened it right on me talking about voldemort fucking draco malfoy's wife or something <laughs> yeah I, I think that we would have done okay like recording because it was like the second half right yeah i think we would have done okay doing it again um yeah. I, I am so glad we got it back though because it was our true unfiltered reaction to to the Draco going back in time hand job Reddit comment. Right. The, the, you can't we, recreate we, that. The, 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 the Redditor who thought that Voldemort or Draco collected Voldemort's sperm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, we couldn't have done that again. We couldn't have we, we couldn't have recaptured that moment. Well, yeah, so. you know those React videos where you can like clearly tell if oh, they've seen it before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be us. That would be a new yeah. low. That would be, yeah, we would get absolutely <laughs> roasted for that. People would know. People would absolutely know. Mm-hmm. People people know on this podcast, I mean, like, this is this is all, all podcasts, I'm sure, but, like, pe- people have commented before, like, oh, there's a really obvious cut here. And I'm like, yeah, Whoa. we record for, like, four Whoa. hours <laughs> yeah, this most is... of the time. It, it does not, I'm... <laughs> have I said on these, like, play episodes so far like this play is way too long the the irony is not lost on me (laughs) 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 listening to us talking about the play is certainly longer than the play is yeah 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 (laughs) yeah you just like the show itself you have to listen to the podcast over two nights Mm -hmm. uh or or go go in twice a twice in one day to listen to the whole thing cuts it's like it's like there's um that uh, you know, like director's cut of the Stephen King The Stand novel. You don't want that. It's too. It's too damn long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I'm always impressed when people. So there's two, there's two things that happen. One, there there's people say like, oh, there's a cut here, and I'm like, yeah, wow, well spotted. I guess like like they're not mad, right? Or like like what are you, you know, what are you hiding? What 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 content did you discuss here that we we lost? It's just like people go like, oh, there's a cut here. Um, but there have been a couple times where people have identified moments that weren't cuts at all. And and I'm like oh. I'm I'm like imagining this world where like there's like shadow conversations that we're not actually aware of. That, well, that, we're like, well. Fun fact: we're always just talking about the um, Bellatrix torture scene. We're we actually know the location of the Bellatrix torture torture scene, mm-hmm. and it just and keeps just getting cut letting, out. And we're not letting anyone else <laughs> know. We have access to that now. Mm-hmm. We're hiding it from from everyone. Exactly. Uh, so we we don't really have much Harry Potter news to discuss like we normally would here. Um, we, we, we've got like the actors, uh, a couple actors, you know, 
actors continue to comment on the J.K. Rowling situation. Uh, I would say Rupert Grint said something that's like, I guess, fairly understandable, where he's like, yeah, I haven't said as much because it's like criticizing my aunt, which is like, okay, fair enough. You can't you can't like talk about your boss. You can't Uh, criticize your aunt. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. Yeah. I would I would (laughs) encourage Rupert Grint to maybe criticize your aunt a little more mm-hmm. um but i understand jason isaacs uh said a much stupider thing uh which which was... already said something stupid whatever actors yeah whatever actors are stupid as fuck that's not important <laughs> what is important uh is that the the harry potter game subreddit has been mm. fucking on one because they got like maybe a clue from the wizarding world website <laughs> not like a clue right they just said it's coming out yeah the 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 wizarding world website said that thing they did a little article called like things to look forward to in the wizarding world in 2022 mm-hmm. and most of it was like nothing <laughs> an, an, an app but one of them was hogwarts legacy yep it was just a like we're still making this and it's still coming yeah. out in 2022 right yeah and people have taken that as like a promise you know like like the the intern at wizarding world definitely knows the release schedule it's happening we didn't cancel Uh, it we we didn't cancel it um but it is exciting because it's kind of got like the 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 cogs turning in my head like i went back and looked at that trailer Mm. um we were talking about it i think we we need to do another sealed envelope episode oh yeah um because uh based on some of the clues in the trailer and based on some of the things that like the staff have tweeted out and stuff i think we might be able to predict like exactly what triple a video game predict like stuff this is going to hit absolutely story wise and 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 presentation wise and and perhaps even i i think we might even be able to nail the exact discourse down that the game is gonna like try to engage with i i think i think we have that power i think so yeah i i think i think that this might be actually the our greatest calling for to like to use our soothsayer powers on um so that's something to look forward to Mm -hmm. much more than the actual game itself which is like who cares whatever yeah i mean i have a great time doing our movie predictions but i think Mm -hmm. that that's that's harder to just like summon out of the either right Mm -hmm. um but i don't know a triple a video game that might that might be the place where we can call some shots for real we can call some shots i I just it's like the perfect storm right because like i know how triple a games work and i also know how um triple a games that like know they're facing sort of like a a, uh like when you when when they know what critical reaction they're about to run up against i like like i i understand the counterplays right like i know i know (laughs) the kind of meta narratives and stuff that games try to like get out ahead of so yeah i I, I think i think we can do an uh, an extremely uh uh thorough predictions podcast for that I think so. Um, the subreddit continues to ask really um, uh, thought-provoking questions. Like, uh, my favorite thread was like, "What do you think will happen when you hit the like boundary of the game?" Yeah, people are mining every possible uh, like 
I would never think to ask that question. And at least four responses was were like, you'll get to the end and your character will say, I can't go there. <laughs> right. Like, just <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe something like that. Is someone out there like really mad? Like, fuck, I wanted it to be an invisible wall or something like like, what? Or even not, like, it could, like, be one of, like, an old game where it's, like, there's just a wall, but they, like, to put tree, a picture of a tree on it. <laughs> My, I want it to be, like, Splashdown, the, like, jet ski game on PS2, where if you went mm. too far out, like, a Kraken would just eat you. Oh, like, I wanted it to you. be, like, N64 Star Fox, where you sort of just, like, it, like... Oh, the one person that says, like, a Dementor kills you is similar to that, but I want the Dementor to, like, pick you up and, like, do a dramatic turnaround and drop yeah. you back off facing the well, other direction. What if we, we know we, we, we have that elaborate Dementor internship that that Redditor predicted, <laughs> right? It's in the skill tree. Yeah, so if maybe it's a little Easter egg. If you normally, you know, go go out of bounds or whatever, a Dementor kills you. They you know, uh-huh. they suck you up when you when you go too far out of bounds. If you've done the internship, the Dementor like recognizes you, and you sort of have like the warrior's respect, right, mm-hmm. with each other. Oh, and yeah. And it just like turns, it just it turns you away. Like, yeah. I I know I know that we should say this for our sealed envelope, and I will, but I just have to say this right now while I'm thinking of it because I'll forget otherwise. Yeah. I think that like a great lore thing that the game could change and have massive repercussions if they just like randomly made Dementors talk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like you just like like you go to your Dementor internship and all of a sudden the Dementors will like bring you back in bounds and <laughs> the Dementors just like hey 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 you can't go up? over here. Mind if I suck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And they're like, oh, damn it. We didn't know they didn't we, talk, right? Fuck. <laughs> Oops. They, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we, I think we have a lot of excellent predictions for, for like, accidental or sometimes purposeful, like, lore things the game could change by, like, becoming more gamey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that I am, my number one reason for being interested in this game's release now is not, um, the game itself it is the fan reaction to it because after reading cursed child and seeing what the fan reaction to that is like like there is not a single element of this game that isn't going to be like poured over for mm-hmm. like lore implications and stuff by the fan base i cannot think of a more perfect venn diagram as like for for a meltdown as Harry Potter fans and gamers. Right. Yeah. If 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 there's like one like here, here I will share I will share my gamer meltdown I had once. Okay. Not really not really meltdown, but but like th- this is the kind of thing I can see happening. Mm-hmm. Um Lord of the Rings Conquest was a like battlefield Star Wars Battlefront type game with like Lord of the Rings characters and maps and stuff epic battles yeah epic the epic battles of lord of the rings now on your home console right like yeah. like uh, a thrilling proposition uh-huh. um however one of the classes you could play as was mage and i Uh-oh. i was like that's Uh-oh. not that's not a thing in lord there are no mages in lord of the rings it there is are- gandalf is a mage well there's there's wizards and that's different because there's only a few of them Gandalf is a Maiar, uh-huh. first of all. 
uh, uh, and and th- there's not people walking around doing like doing mage magic. And so like you know I was you know 15 or 16 or whatever when that oh, game came out. So I was yeah. just like fuck, fuck. Mm-hmm. These devs, they don't know Lord of the Rings it might be like improved. I do. It might be improved by people walking around doing mage magic. That's true. Maybe I, I mean, maybe I'm... maybe during my last uh, Lord of the Rings read attempt, I wouldn't have stopped um, <laughs> halfway through imagine. Two Towers. I made it all the way through Fellowship, halfway through Two Towers, and I I tapped. That's out. impressive. I That's know impressive. there was like it was like there was the tr- the talking trees and stuff. Um, but I just I couldn't I couldn't suffer the walk <laughs> to wherever they were going. Maybe maybe you need like a fix it fic where they add like a mage. Yeah. That, that, that's or like or maybe even like a reader insert like you are like like YN the mage, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Imagine you are part of the fellowship of the ring and and you are a mage. <laughs> Aragorn turns to you like what say you YN? Yeah. I love can, that. Yeah, maybe that that'll make it more exciting. That I sounds perfect. Who were the hero um characters? Did it have them like Battlefront style? Yeah, I think so. I think you could like be Gandalf or Yeah. I I I, I, I did not play much Lord of the Rings Conquest. It was not yeah. great, unfortunately. Well, that, you were so mad. I was so mad and you so, were so and mad so, like, at the mages, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is it's like it's a completely reasonable uh gameplay change to me because like well it's a fucking you know swords game so you need a ranged class so you the mage makes sense i guess right like you need a like a support class now, that does okay would it have made you more or less mad, less mad if it was just called my or whatever if it was just like oh we have like well, that got would be, some that i think that would have been bolder like yeah. like a like a bolder thing to do than just just like okay what if there were like ten million of these like angel beings now <laughs> who came specifically to fight this and they're this... casting level one fireballs or whatever that, <laughs> that could be that could be funny um, yeah that that I could be into because the thing is like this is this is the tragedy of like all Lord of the Rings games, right? Like you're either going to get that or you're going to get the, like that stupid, the shadow of war games or whatever, where they turn, they turn Shelob the spider into a sexy lady for some reason. Like there's no, again, I'm not sure what the problem is. Well, that one's, yeah, they did. They did. She is pretty sexy. They turn her into a sexy goth lady. And she like transforms from a spider into a lady. And she's like, hello, I'm Shelob. I'm going to send you on missions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, sure. Why not? I guess. But uh, she was just a spider before. Yeah. um, So these are like based on the movies, right? So there's no like Tom Bombadil hero class in the Battlefront one. There's no fuck. If there was Tom Bombadil, all would be forgiven. I think that that's like the the opportunity of making a game is that you shouldn't make it based on the movie canon. Right. You should like add some book stuff back in. Yeah. 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 God, Tom Bombadil game. Now there's a fucking idea. Yeah. That would be like your, um, that should be like the hero class for the good guys. Cause he's like fucking crazy powerful. Right. Or like implied to be. Yeah, he's so. like God, right? A yeah. Little bit, jump, like God yeah. of the forest. Or God, whatever. Yeah. He like walks around and he like predicts stuff. And yeah. He, he, yeah. Yeah. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> There we go. That's why I didn't keep going. It's nothing was as whimsical as that. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Bombadil just kind of... <laughs> fuck. We're accidentally backdoor piloting <laughs> it, our Lord of the Rings podcast. It, it really, here. like, starts <laughs> off very 
like with a lot of whimsy and then it just kind of stops yeah well because that's the you know the the shadow the the war is looming no more no more fun shire times you've got to take the ring to mordor it's yeah it's sort of a battle of hogwarts sort of situation sort of a battle of hogwarts situation and then we're gonna walk these trees to the battle of hogwarts we'll get there sometime (laughs) but not for me (laughs) okay i didn't even make it through the movies either so Mm -hmm. it's not really a matter of literature it's uh something (laughs) something wrong with me and lord of the rings (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's a it's something for you and lord of the rings to sort out sort out between yourselves yeah yeah, it's just not meant to be no sadly mm-hmm. it's 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 just not meant to be but that that's the kind of like fan reaction thing i'm thinking about right is it's like yeah if, if i if i can go that insane over like one honestly pretty minor change to like lord of the rings lore to make a video game work harry uh, potter fans if all of a and, sudden and dementors this, could talk the implications could... <laughs> 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 yeah it, like like it, it, that is a that is a minefield that they are laying for themselves there, I feel like. I'm going uh, to suck your soul. Woo! Yeah, like the first thing they get wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like if the Inferi's eyes are the wrong color or something, uh, everyone's going to go bananas. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Potter products that made the fans go bananas, <laughs> let's take a dive into... Act one, part two, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, oh shit, you know what? I didn't think about this until just this moment, but sh- do I need to bring back theater voice? I think do you we... have to. I was, th- I've actually been thinking about that for about the last hour or so. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you better be ready with your theater voice. <laughs> All right. Act one. Part uh, one, act two. Part one. Part one, act two. God, I, I'm not theater. I don't know. That's. I don't, know. I don't think people are coming to this for our theater expertise. And, and well, if they are, <laughs> big mistake. If they are, I have a huge apology ready for them. <laughs> okay. Sorry, just drinking some water. Mm-hmm. Gotta gotta let. Yep. Gotta get ready there. Act two. Knowing that Cedric's death was the result of him winning the Triwizard Tournament alongside Harry, the boys used the Time Turner to travel back to the first tournament, Challenge, in 1994. The two disguised themselves as Durmstrang students in an attempt to sabotage Cedric to prevent his victory. The plan fails, and the disguises cause Hermione to become suspicious of Victor Crumb, a Durmstrang student, and go to the Yule Ball with Ron instead. As a result, Ron never experiences the jealousy fundamental to his relationship with Hermione, and the two never marry. Ron instead falls in love with Padma Patil at the ball, and Hermione becomes a frustrated and mean professor at Hogwarts, teaching defense against the dark arts. Meanwhile, Harry has nightmares about Voldemort as he grows suspicious that the wizard will return. A centaur named Bane tells Harry that a dark cloud is around Albus. Convinced that Scorpius is a threat to Albus, Harry tries to have the boys kept apart at Hogwarts by attempting to force headmistress Minerva McGonagall to keep tabs on Albus using the Marauder's Map. 
Albus and Scorpius' friendship is destroyed, but the two eventually reconcile after Albus steals Harry's old invisibility cloak from Albus' older brother, James Sirius. Harry is persuaded to relent after a conversation with Draco and Ginny. Meanwhile, Albus and Scorpius make another attempt to use the Time Turner to change Cedric's fate, this time by humiliating him during the Triwizard Tournament's second task. When Scorpius returns to the present day, however, Albus is not with him. Dolores Umbridge walks up to him and reveals that Harry is dead, and Lord Voldemort rules the wizarding world. The kid's name is James Sirius? James Sirius, Potter. I have no Potter. idea. Uh, my two dads, two well, two of my dads, uh, are, are your namesake, I guess. I... I think it's very appropriate, honestly, that um, one of the names in there was Severus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he's just running down the list of dads that he had, uh, like, he, he should, it should be... Al, uh, so we've got uh, Albus Severus, we've got James Sirius, and I guess his, like, daughter or whoever should be, like, Book. Book Potter. Oh, yep. Right? Right? Yep. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one, but yeah, I think it's just Book Potter. Mo- Moody Book Potter oh, yeah. is my o- my OC. <laughs> Moody, that's a, that's Moody. a cool name. Fake, fake Moody Book Potter. Mm-hmm. We could go with like Paige. That's a that's a Ooh. name. You know. Ooh, Paige. That's good. That's really fucking good. Paige Potter. Paige that, okay, Potter. that's my OC. Oh I got, my god. I gotta log into Wattpad. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> Paige Potter. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, mm-hmm. there's our new... <laughs> Paige Potter. Oh, God. This, um... This this summary that I just read in, in yeah. theater voice mm-hmm. is missing a couple of p- core pieces, I think. It is. It is missing the fact that this opens with a very weird scene of Harry peeing his pants as a child. Yeah, I hated this. This sucked. This Uh-oh. is probably the most sour I've been on this the whole time. Yeah, and and to be fair, I think that most of this chunk of reading is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but reading this first like little scene, I was like, "Oh no, is this where it all falls apart?" Like immediately after we were, <laughs> after after we finished the the good stuff. Uh-huh. Um, w- yeah, we have a flashback to Privet Drive. Yeah, uh, uh, similar to the really boring flashback to Hagrid picking Harry up, um, and <laughs> they like do like a weird. Like dark, like dark version of the of the Privet Drive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's an argument to be made about like why these the comedy tropes are bad in some mm-hmm. sort of like material way. Uh, but it's very clear to me when you read them that they are in like a tradition of like old timey storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of children's books sort of had this, um, and I think it served as more of a it's serving the escapist fantasy more than it's serving the like thing itself right because harry like any potter serious one, discourse on child abuse right, right harry potter one is not trying to be about the trauma of child abuse right it's, right it's like um 
and again, we, we criticize this a lot because the, the sort of theme of the book changed as they as they went along. And so all of that was like uh, the the Dursleys and the point of them changed. But what they're supposed to be is like the loss of like childhood imagination. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, of course, it's using the like old uh, old timey storytelling kind of slapstick yeah style stuff and so, and so reading this i don't know i i guess i it's, could just it's something that didn't need to be brought up to speed with the worst books tone, right right yeah. i think that's kind of where i'm at is it's like i'm completely open to the criticism that it, you know it, it's minimizing the situation or it isn't actually very funny or or, or whatever or the trope is bad or, or the trope whatever. is bad yeah exactly yeah that that is a legitimate conversation to have about that stuff but I think just from a, like a material, like what you're doing with a play based on this stuff choice, I think the decision to make most of the play fit the tone of those early books, but bring this one thing in keeping with the worst parts of the later books is a, I think that's like a back. I don't know. It's like a back. Well, the later decision. books didn't even go there. The later, I mean, the later books just went like went through similar stuff and just handled it way worse with like the way, like all of those scenes in, in book seven with like Harry scaring the shit out of Hermione with how much he was yelling at her and stuff right like those those that that is what this scene feels like to me and it's just like it has the same tone Uh, although this at least is like internally consistent whereas that i'm like what are you yeah um but but it's but it's like my 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 reaction to this isn't like oh my oh my god thank you for making this uh, uh, taking this much more seriously, my reaction is, "Oh no, this is like the part where Harry scares the shit out of Hermione for no reason, <laughs> right?" Like, it's, yeah, it's it's a clumsy, I think, deployment of like a more a more serious eye on the issue. I, I guess. I think even you could probably put a more serious eye on the issue and have it be more uh, like Disney style. Again, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to like elevate disney style right but i do feel like when i read this i'm i'm reading a disney play a little yeah, bit right it's, like it's this certainly, is a yeah i, I just it, didn't like it it's i didn't like it i was especially weirded out by the stage note that harry like pissed himself uh yeah and, like i think that's i think that's where it crosses a line for me from like oh you're like updating the tone to like oh you're making this like a weird sort of like dark voyeuristic spectacle like you like like this is just like uncomfortable and, and yeah. like not in like a not it's it, it, I, I, that's the thing right it's it's not actually just the same way that those scenes in in book seven and stuff aren't actually like dealing with anything mm-hmm. this isn't really saying much other than like wow that's that's fricked up huh <laughs> like it's not say it's not saying any more than what the early books said in fact maybe the early books even through all the humor were saying something stronger which is that like these people suck right it's like now this is just these people suck and harry is more humiliated it's like okay well thank you i guess yeah i mean and i i do think that like the more serious tone is appropriate i just think it went a little far because it's like obvious to me that all of the like wizard adventure stuff in this play is is like the lighthearted stuff right at least so far and the 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 like serious core of it is the um albus 
Harry relationship stuff. So I understand that the scene is serving that and it's supposed to be a little bit more somber, but I just think it takes it a little too far. Because I feel like that Harry Albus stuff is actually really strong on its own so far. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like like the two the two flashbacks we've had to Harry's childhood so far, Mm -hmm. I think could have been cut. No problem. And I almost wonder if maybe they are cut from the shorter version. I'd be I'd be so curious when we're done reading this play to like read what the truncated version is, mm-hmm. um, because I I think that it, this these scenes almost uh, display a lack of confidence in the actually pretty good writing of the Harry Albus stuff. I guess like 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 I as the person as a person who has read all seven harry potter books and is coming to this play i i get immediately where harry is coming from in all of those scenes with his son for as much fan service as this play has mm-hmm. um that i think is actually quite good for fan service in 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 a play like this i feel like these moments uh both the haggard scene and this petunia scene almost feel like uh a, a weird negative version of fan service were like oh you like thing well what if we did you a little dark version you know (laughs) like yeah yeah i yeah one thing i will say about it that i do think is worth mentioning is Mm -hmm. that it is a dream yes um this isn't just like a wholesale like memory right that's true harry is having the pee dream yeah and then he wakes up in bed and Ginny is like "Uh uh-oh did you have the pee dream again yeah and there's like the like menacing you know Voldemort is Harry like, for him or whatever and may have partially caused the dream or whatever is going on we don't yeah. Really know yeah yeah the the um the 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 key thing in this flashback I suppose is that like as part of this scene once he is like moved on from the petunia part is he like sees the forbidden forest and he sees like a vision of Albus and Scorpius wearing the Durmstrang robes yeah. And and continuing their little their little plan here. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm sure it's fine in the play. Like it's so short too, and then it's like I I guess I can see it in the same way that everything just has to be over the top in this. It's just like I don't know. Petunia yelling that he's disgusting and it's like a it's a whole vibe, right? <laughs> I, I don't just, know. It's a whole weird thing. It's, it's a, a whole very, weird vibe. It's a very serious and uncomfortable moment for a play that, like, w- like at this point, I feel like we would have been five or ten minutes away from the trolley witch. So to, like, pivot from, like, whatever <laughs> whatever weird puppetry stuff they're doing to make the, pu- the, the trolley witch happen to, like, here's an actor with their pants peed little weird i don't know a little much well we we did just get um some wine and some plastic cups during the intermission we're coming back to this so it's like <laughs> dark it's like dark and like it's coming it's probably spooky that's, that's right? true yeah we we went out we got some peanuts in the lobby mm-hmm. uh and came back and and then we were treated to this when we return yeah um so Harry and Ginny are like, well, I bet I know where they are because I had this cool dream. And they go to visit Professor McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she offers to, is this where she offers to like get Neville the help? Is <laughs> like, oh, the, the plant guy, he knows, he'll know what to do. McGonagall's hitting it out of the park. Uh, just consistently in this. Um, the scene reminded me so much of when they were having 
like the government meeting and she was like uh well some petty theft happened and this <laughs> one it's like my my kid is is missing and we have to organize a search and she's just like uh i can get neville for you he maybe maybe knowing about plants will be helpful why would that be helpful i hope we see him it, like i will forgive this weird excuse if we get to see him at least yeah. But uh, uh, all of this really is is an excuse to get all the adults together because Draco appears in the uh, fireplace because they, you know, the, this this scene is taking place uh, after Ginny and Harry have like flewed to McGonagall. So I, th- I, 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 this, I think this is another like use your theater brain scene where it's like th- this oh, is, oh yeah, this is for the funny like Draco doing a somersault out of the the chimney hole thing, right? Like. Uh, I, 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 I imagine that's the, the goal here. Um, and they make a pact. They're going to go to Forbidden Forest and hunt for the kids. Meanwhile, Delphi, Albus, and Scorpius are practicing their spells in the forest. This is good stuff. This is cute stuff. I believe this is, by the way, uh, where... Uh, hide and seek starts playing in the play. No way. Yes, I believe that, that is where because that that track is called uh, uh, Edge of the Forest, and that's that's the um, that's the stage direction at the beginning of this scene. I want to zoom out a little bit. You yeah. get Imogen Heap to do this the original soundtrack for mm-hmm. the Harry Potter um, huge play thing yeah. that's going to make one trillion billion dollars. Yep. Why do you let her put hide and seek in it? Or really, why do you let her put any of her songs that aren't made for it into it? Right. There's <laughs> it's a it's in a weird spot. Cause like I I checked this, right? As I was like, is this actually like a jukebox musical in a weird way? Mm-hmm. Like like maybe it's all adapted from her um like like other work. Sure. But it's not. There are apparently a lot of moments like this where you will hear like a famous Imogen Heap like uh, a phrase or like uh, uh, a song or whatever like in the score, mm-hmm. but it's not enough w- to be like, oh, that's what the conceit of this score is. Okay. So I don't know why. Yeah, like maybe. Why is this allowed? Yeah, I. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's yeah. If I mean. I, I guess this is a weird example because we have made this joke about John Williams and the um, reusing the uh, episode two music in Chamber of Secrets, right? But sure. It is, but it is like, hold on a second, can you do that? Like, like, are you getting? Are is is did J.K. Rowling get her money's worth here? Like, to, like to. I can't I can't figure it out. And I'm just like wondering, is this like an industry thing that I just mm-hmm. don't understand uh-huh. when you're shopping around a, an original like score for your play and it's like will you come and do hide and seek and then also write some songs? We really we really want your song hide and seek. I I the thing that that baffles me is like I I I guess I guess we'll need to double check but I think also like this is kind of a joke because they're doing they're playing hide and seek while Delphi and Scorpius and Albus are like practicing shooting each other with the Expelliarmus spell. No so way. Like, yeah, well, that's but they what don't th- they don't play that part though. 
Although maybe the song is like <gasps> yeah. longer when it's actually actually in the OC and not in the SNL sketch about the OC. I mean, I feel like it's just getting right up to the edge of being a <sighs> on-purpose reference, but like not making it like a joke. Like I feel like it's not there for like the audience <laughs> to start laughing at it, right? But it's enough for to like like be like an inch. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very weird. Um, like, this is gonna be in my like top top five questions for when we take our, <laughs> our tickets into the ticket ticket holders uh, that's right table to go see this that's right yeah we will be going to the will call station Thank and you. saying yeah. hello can we two tickets ask a question? to curse child two tickets Please. to curse child and could could you direct us to someone who can answer is imogen heap here by the way like is she, <laughs> is she doing it live with the no little... she's busy in the metaverse she's busy in the metaverse i i think this score was partially composed with her weird little midi gloves i think no that this, way i think that this is <laughs> where i i, I I'll, I'll double check this to make sure when we actually watch the play but i think that this is when she started going doing like the press tour for her like crazy gloves that are like a keyboard that she just plays in the air which is very funny to me <laughs> see this is why i don't understand harry potter fans getting so stuck on the harry potter lore when there's mm-hmm. so much like image and heap lore happening here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah i i don't i don't know whether this was like a request because i because i i think the image and heap herself was a request from jk rowling i think that much we do know J.K. Rowling is such a loser. And that's like not even like a comment on Imogen Heap. I literally couldn't care less about, <laughs> about Imogen Heap. But God. It's such a funny anecdote in tandem with the Goblet of Fire thing where it's like she wanted Muse and then she wanted Oasis and then she wanted like Franz Ferdinand uh, to like play the band in Goblet was of really Fire. Was it really Muse? It was her first choice was Muse. Her second choice, I think, was Oasis, and then her third choice was Franz Ferdinand, and then she got her fourth choice, which was, like, a member from, like, one guy from Oasis, one guy from Pulp, one guy from Radiohead, like, Singing like, a Wheels on the Bus song. What is singing? going on? <laughs> Get like, fucking high yeah. and seek in your play. <laughs> Why? She cannot hold a candle to uh, the author of Twilight. Uh, putting didgeridoo by Apex okay, Twin. Okay, but the author of the... Twilight dedicated one of the books to Muse. So I want to know okay, what the hell true. is going that's... on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with liking Muse. No, I, no. I mean, I can't think of a single Muse song, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's just really funny. It's so funny how... Um, uh, like th- th- I have no better word for this other than like J.K. Rowling's taste clearly is like iPod, like iPod era music, right? Yeah, like, I mean, me well, too. Here's sure, the, yeah. Here's, we the, all... here's the difference, though. <laughs> I don't trust celebrities for like one second, right? <laughs> and I, I would never like dedicate something to a celeb. You uh-huh. can't, you can't trust them. No, no. That... And then it's just always in there. <laughs> If if we if we were to like make a play, we would not like go get I don't know like oh, like Marilyn Manson. No, yeah. well, definitely not Marilyn Manson. But like, we wouldn't get like Evanescence or someone to like make it. I don't know. Dedicating our play to uh, Fallout Boy or something, right? Like, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, wow. Yeah. So they they are um, the the teens are practicing the gun the like uh, the the low level gun spell on each other while listening to the song from the OC. Um, and uh, then we're getting we're getting a little bit of fun character banter here. This I think this scene is where like my opinion on this uh this reading kind of started to rock, kind of kind of go back up. This this is yeah. a lot more fun. The stuff with the adults and stuff, it got like pretty lighthearted, and I was like, okay, okay. And then I got here and and was back back on board, I suppose. I really like Delphi. Yeah. She's fun. I think that like it's very obvious that she is sort of like Tonks 2.0, mm-hmm. but I don't really care because we didn't really get that much of Tonks, and also Tonks fucking died off screen. So like RIP. Yeah, R.I.P., but, like, bringing back that archetype to actually, like, do something with and to, like, interact with the main characters is fun. Like, it's a good dynamic. Yeah. I I mean, I just don't have a problem, and there's some good drama in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, like, Delphi is getting along with Albus. Um, I guess there's some sort of, like you know, jealousy involved because Albus and Delphi are really hitting it off and Scorpius yeah. kind of becomes uh, third wheeled by mm-hmm. that. Um, and I'm sure um, somewhere in there, you know, Scorbus reel uh, kind of stuff going uh, the, on. The, the Scorbus reel highlight I have for this moment is Scorpius appears at the back of the stage. He looks at his friend talking to a girl and part of him likes it and part of it, part of him doesn't. Which is feels very on the nose, rather. Mm-hmm. I feel, um, but it's a, yeah, it's a cute scene. There's there's drama, there's humor, there's like uh, very easy archetypes, but like enjoyable ones nonetheless, right? Like it's just th- this is this is the kind of stuff that I enjoy in Harry Potter when it's just like here's characters bouncing off each other. Yeah, it's very very simple stuff. Yep, I mean, she, her presence um, tells us something about Albus, tells us something about Scorpius. She's sort of a mystery still, which mm-hmm. is, um, it's fun to have a mystery. Um, and I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. What's Wizzo? What's Wizzo? What's Wizzo? What's Wizzo? Delphi, Delphi What's proclaims Wizzo at one point. And Scorpius says, what's Wizzo? What's Wizzo? This is one of those places in here, and I, I, for the most part, when I read this, I try really hard to read it out loud in my head. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I, re- I read out loud, out loud, to try to figure it out. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. What's Wizzo? I, I, my assumption about the Wizzo exchange, because, like, on paper, it's just insanely funny. It's like a complete... <laughs> complete non sequitur yeah i have to i have not seen anything from this play these characters these actors this is the best i can guess i think delphi is speaking in a like very like like quote-unquote low-class northern english accent so i think she probably is saying a lot of like wacky like 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 uh, uh, phrases and words that these characters like might not understand, and mm-hmm. I would also imagine that that the Malfoys are going to be portrayed as like like posh Southern English, mm. like London people, mm-hmm. and so I imagine that she goes like, "Oh blimey, that's Wizzo," 
Uh, yeah. And yeah. and Scorpius is like sort of sort of trying to big time her by going like, "What Wizzo?" You know, like <laughs> like that, that. That's my best guess on. That's my best read on this exchange. Yeah. But, but like without that, like that's very specific cultural knowledge. And reading it written out as just like Wizzo, what's, what's Wizzo? Made me feel insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is Wizzo? Tell me, Delphi. It's very funny. We don't get an answer, unfortunately. No. What's Wizzo? Because she's too. I do. I do think you're right, though. I, I that that that's gotta be the thing. But like, I, I, I w- watch us find out in like a week that Wizzo is some secret code word. She's saying like. Oh. Like maybe 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 that's important, but uh, but I think that it's just meant to be a sort of tension between Delphi and Scorpius. Um, but they concoct a plan here with this time turner, mm-hmm. um, and outline it for the audience. They are going to go back to the first Triwizard Tournament uh, event, which was the dragon fight, and they are going to uh, fuck Cedric's uh, uh, game up. So he they're gonna they're gonna screen peek. Cedric, so he doesn't get on the leaderboard and he won't uh, lose and die in or win and die rather in the last task. Yeah, perfect plan. Perfect plan. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's 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 uh, it's a very clear excuse for us to get to the spectacle of the Triwizard scene, but I think it's fun. It's cute. Now, it's like, what do you? Th- so uh, the other big thing that happens here is that uh, they cut Delphi out. Yes, that's sad. They're Interesting. like, yeah, they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, sorry, uh, you've got to stay. What, 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 what is the like, excuse? You can't, you can't go because you're too old. You're too old. You're to be too a old. Hogwarts they're student. gonna know you're. We're not. We're not going to freaking Vampire Diaries High School. We're going to real high school. So they're gonna <laughs> notice that you're twenty years old. We're, yeah, we. We can't have a thirty-year-old high school student with us this time. This, <laughs> this isn't Riverdale, Delphi. You can't come, and she gets very upset. It's a sad scene. I feel mm-hmm. bad for Delphi. I mean, like there, there is a sense with Delphi, and I think this is the core thing I'm enjoying with her. And I have no idea how much is this just me bringing something to the character or whether this is intended. But like, she's sort of pathetic in a way that I find really endearing. She's clearly like commanding all of these scenes, right? And like yeah. it is is uh, in charge, you know, in charge of the conversation, and is very funny and charming. But it's like, it, again, this is like a twenty-something woman like hitting it off with like a bunch of fourteen-year-olds, and like really like getting upset when they like tell her like, "No, you can't play Fortnite with us," right? Like, <laughs> oh <it's>, no, <laughs> it's a little sad. I'm a little sad for her, right? Like it's, it's yeah. It's a uh, it, it's a good it's it's tonks, but with just a, a level of a, a little extra splash of like I don't know melancholy. It's a it's a little more like she's kind of got like ninety percent tonks, ten percent serious in that way. She's got some dog brain. She's got she's got a she's contracted just a small amount of dog brain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you do you find that there is a little bit of a mystery as to why she is so uh, keen to play Fortnite with some fourteen year olds? Well, right. She there's a uh, she mentions in this scene that she never went to Hogwarts. And that she was, uh, she said, like, oh, I, I, I was uh, sick, actually, um, for all 
five years that I would have been at Hogwarts. Well, you know, if you don't get the letter letter when you're 11, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So she she was too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I never went to Hogwarts. Actually, my mailbox was broken. Um, yep. So go off, I guess. It went to my spam folder. It went to my spam folder. I didn't get to go. And so so yeah, there's they're definitely sowing a little bit of like. She's a little suspicious as well, I guess, as well as mm-hmm. as well as sad. Yeah, I mean, from our first scene with her, she's like, "Come to the old folks' home if you want." So I don't know; she might have uh, her own agenda. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I've really shot myself in the foot here, reading some spoilers, but I did <laughs> read them before we started doing this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, I'm mean, out there. It's 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 telegraphed very strongly here, right? Mm-hmm. That that she might have an ulterior motive. Nah, we haven't even seen her cool tattoo yet. We haven't even seen Spoilers. her cool tattoo yet, which she has. It's it's very just like okay, we're just hitting every note here. The like the wistful, the wistful, cool older girl fantasy. Mm-hmm. Despite all, despite how on the nose it is, I suppose like it's enjoyable. I like her. She's she's got some stuff going on, potentially mm-hmm. ulterior motive stuff. We shall see. I do love a mystery character, but I definitely like. I'm not mad. You know? No, no, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I'm not even sure. I mean, it's just like you're right. It's extremely tropey, right? Like I've mm-hmm. seen this a million times, but it isn't. It isn't to me the thing that makes people mad. I guess it. It doesn't because I, I was sort of wondering if this was going to be the nebulous Mary Sue. like people get mad at this character for varying reasons good and bad sometimes um but i don't i don't pick that up from her really i'm I'm more like this character is the mystery period right like i'm like this is this is the mysterious thing an element in the story that doesn't fit right yeah it's yeah it's delphi diggory and she has ulterior motives and she's like the cool older girl what's her secret i there's nothing in here that i'm like oh another mary sue right in fact it's jack thorne's mary sue showing up (laughs) i i think that i think that the critical thing here that 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 makes it not that is that you know despite it hitting all of those tropes that we we just kind of laid out there it's like but she is kind of sad, right? Like, like, I like that is a like, yeah, you know, not in a cool, tortured way, yet. right? Right, <laughs> right, right. She is like, like the 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 cool older girl trope is often hand in hand with like the manic pixie dream girl thing, right? Where it's like that they're just like there to serve as like the perfect goal or ideal or whatever to like you know whisk the protagonist away into into their perfect life or whatever, but like. Here she has all of that aesthetically, but it's pretty clear from the get-go that she one probably has an ulterior motive here, and two, it, it, the whole thing is just a little sad, right? Like she's yeah. she, she's she's definitely got like the friend's older brother who like hangs out with you when you're playing Halo or whatever and like shares weed. I don't know, like she's just a little pathetic in a I way. I don't know, it's like not that crazy. You can have blue blue tips on your hair and get a tattoo. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, it's not, really I not... wouldn't think twice about that. No, it's really I I yeah. If anything, I think there's maybe an element of just like the inherent conservatism of the Harry Potter fantasy. Oh, weird. That's right? so crazy. Perhaps, perhaps a little bit of that because like, because like the Harry Potter's, 
uh, Harry Potter itself is like proto cottage core in this weird way where it's like, mm, all I want is for things to be like they were in the good olden days. Oh, that's also- the classic Slughorn's like record player. Why would he have that? Right. <laughs> but it's just like purely aesthetic. Right. And so, and so there's something to be said, I guess, for the fandom reacting with such vitriol to like, a woman with dyed hair. Dyed hair and a tattoo. And a tattoo. I would never. I would never get a tattoo. I would never. I, why would I put something permanent on my body? Uh, yeah, the, the, it's I, sort of funny because we we did read a Mary Sue uh, like as people would think of it uh, fanfic over Christmas break when we um, enjoyed some Severus Snape Christmas celebrations on Wattpad. <laughs> That's right. Not, not on the podcast, yeah. just for fun. Just for fun. Um, just a normal for fun time. Um, and I think the the character in that was like an original character, and she was like in love with Snape, and gave her it gave gave him. I guess this is pretty identifiable. Gave him uh, gifts for Christmas, and then it was like slowly revealed that she could like turn into a swan, and like her name was, I mean, like absurd. Like, and she was a Malfoy, and all it was this like stuff. Ho- it was like Hope Angel Malfoy or something like that yeah and she went like <laughs> like three different versions of angel and then the twist is that they were all the same and she also was the beautiful white phoenix that was friends with snape right mm. that's like that's what people mean right that's, that's not a, what this is yeah that's a Mary also, it Sue. doesn't it doesn't make me mad it's no. like clearly like a 14 year old writing it um <laughs> yeah, it's very right. different than this yeah she she is not by any metric i feel like a mary sue like she she's definitely tropey but it's a stage play based on harry potter for broadway and the west end right like it's it's really not surprising that it's dealing in like very broad recognizable tropes and just like i don't know doing its best with them it's uh it's got it's that sur- image and heap song in it <laughs> come on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like the 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 Delphi Delphi Mary Sue discourse stuff is is I think so far the most baffling thing to me when really I think she is the most fun character in this so far. Yeah, I I'm I'm enjoying Delphi quite a bit. Yeah. Um she's got some weird stuff to say. She's got weird stuff to say. That she's make you go, "Hmm. Hmm, I wonder if this will matter in act part 2." Mm-hmm. Our act we're in act two of part one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm remembering it. I'm remembering yeah, it. I'll yeah, get yeah. it. By the last episode, I will know what the play structure is. No, we're in, no, we're in part, part one, act two. Part one, act two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. And Nailed scene it. five, which is where Harry talks to Bane, which right. I bet is very cool looking special effects wise. Right. So I'm like, yes, I want to see the big, the big centaur <laughs> or like the people that they put in the horse costume or is whatever. Is it going to be like a classic panto mime costume? Like it's going to be like a, Gosh, like I don't know. Someone bent over behind someone else and like in the horse costume. I hope so. I'm, I'm so I d- curious. I did to see, see the Lion King. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And the like puppets were super cool. Yeah, like, they had like big, huge puppets, and and this is like weird because obviously it has like a person, and I assume that it will be a person, but I pictured it as one of those like huge, uh, cool puppets from the the Lion King. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm very curious because I this is another spectacle scene. I feel in one way it's or another, gotta be, right? Because the content here is not very exciting. This if if you are someone who likes Harry Potter and thinks Delphi is a boring Mary Sue or whatever, well, good news, you've got Bane, the character you remember here, uh, to come and say Bane things. Bane, Bane the Horseman with a prediction. He has a prediction. Uh, he kind of owns Harry. He's like, uh, oh, uh, oh, your son's missing, and he's in is in this forest that you're trespassing in, where you're just as stupid as him. Like, okay, got his yeah. ass, I guess. Yeah, he he kind of rocks, I guess. He kind of rules. Um, but uh, he he delivers this prediction that will be key to the rest of this a- act of part one yep <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> <laughs> um that uh there is a there is a dark cloud hanging around harry's son uh that is you know you know he says and uh, it's dangerous a dangerous black cloud that may endanger us all you'll find your son again harry potter but then you could lose him forever and, then he, and then he makes a horse noise and runs away um so that that is a key moment for this uh play but we're back to scorpius and albus in scene six here uh and they're kind of having a little a little heart to heart about this this uh time turner thing they sure are Um, i don't remember it at all (laughs) they're talking (laughs) about how cool this plan is uh and and you know what what they were expecting going to hogwarts with their respective baggage of being oh uh, yeah draco's son and harry's son and how you know i oh i love hogwarts no i hate hogwarts and uh uh i'm nothing alba says i'm nothing like my dad and scorpius tells him you're better just wow. uh just just some some more wow. little some scorbus real some scorbus sure. scorbus real but also like it's it's insane seeing characters talking about their feelings with each other in harry potter thing like uh, uh, yeah i love this scene and and partially it's because um still reading this one of my favorite things about it is um albus not liking hogwarts yeah I'm thinking that his whole like i hate school thing is uh really fun yeah, it, he he continue and th- this this will blossom a little bit in this in this reading. I think they they really run with the like uh, Albus's attitude towards school and also like the past of Harry Potter in some really interesting ways that I think are interesting to take into consideration uh, 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 in terms of like what this play is saying about itself right like mm-hmm. it's um uh, yeah Al- Al- albus's uh, attitude is interesting yeah uh, and i also like seeing that set um in contrast to scorpius's and I-, I like the dynamic of albus uh kind of ending up seeking out the misfit character because he's the i hate school guy becoming friends with the misfit who then is like well i kind of i kind of like it here right yeah i, I, actually, I mean that's good that's just good character stuff yeah he because uh, well, because at the end of the day the this misfit kid looks up to harry potter right uh uh both the character and i also think perhaps the franchise here right is what is what the subtext here is right where well you have to it's harry potter yeah scorpius malfoy says all i ever wanted to do was go to hogwarts and have a mate to get up to mayhem with just like harry potter and i got his son how crazy fortunate is that 
I still, again, I, I understand. I'm not even criticizing the play for this, but I'm like, I do not understand the scale of this world at all. <laughs> like, who, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there are like You're five like, oh, I want to be Ron so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was Ron, the friend of the big hero. What? Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you think of it, like, it, it makes sense for like characters and it makes sense for like especially like meta text i guess but like if you think about this like the the real life perspective of saying like oh i know your dad and i wish i was like your dad's friend <laughs> to your dad is a really insane thing to say <sighs> it's uh, yeah it's like you totally get it and it just like shortcuts a lot of stuff about like uh -huh. just like what it's about and i, I think that this um uh, this act in particular has a lot of characters saying what the play is about <laughs> or even just saying what the scene is about. There's a lot yeah. of like, okay, I'm going to say the themes now. And and I think that's kind of in line with this, but it, I do find it funny. It is. It, it's one of those things that were, it's, I, 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 again, I have not seen the actual play, but just reading it at least, it absolutely works in the moment and then maybe becomes funnier under scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly how a play should work, really, I feel, yeah. right? Like, you you are dealing with huge, broad emotions, and it's not really about, like, logic, I suppose. I mean, like, especially this one. I get no other impression from this other than, like, we're all just goofing off. They're chilling out. They're hanging yeah. out. There are two, two, two guys having a good time. Going back in time to 1994 to the Triwizard Tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this on paper here is, is my f most, like, how the fuck are they doing this as a play moment? Like, the, the scene that is described here is so, like, big and full. Like, I, like, I assume, I assume that you're not seeing the action of the tournament. And that this is oh, like set yeah. in the stands. That's my own. That's the only uh, way. But you know they want to bring out a big dragon puppet, right? It's you know crazy. They There's so they much. Have, they have like a billion freaking dollars. They ha they do have a trillion billion dollars here. Um. So maybe maybe they do bring out a dragon puppet. I I I have to imagine this is just like set in a stand, and they have Bagman Ludo Bagman behind them commentating. And like describing everything, which I think works quite well. But like either way, this is a really fun scene. I think like yeah, Ludo Bagman is such the perfect like a perfect character to bring back that really like didn't really get to do anything. And I feel like in the books, like nothing. It mm -hmm. ended up just being nothing, or rather, he even just was like, I don't know, wasn't he just like a red herring kind of? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And but he's like a fun character that just ended up sort of disappearing. Mm -hmm. um, so to see him again is like kind of the perfect uh, narrator of these scenes i think yeah he 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 narrates everything that is happening in the in the tournament he like introduces all of the contestants um and there's also i think this is a fun moment too where i guess the actress playing hermione in the scene that they like brush past it notes mm -hmm. that it should be the same actor that's playing rose the daughter like, oh that's, yeah that's, that's fun cute. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's that's cute. Um, so they they they're in their Durmstrang robes. There's a funny comedy scene where they like forget their accents while talking to Hermione. 
just like mm-hmm. act insanely suspicious yeah um, which is very funny and it also then turns out to be like important for the plot but like everything here is like really fun honestly like it's it this is this is cute uh this is this is like an entertaining use of the time turner as a concept i feel yeah yeah and i i mean i'm i'm a sucker for time time nonsense mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just fun um little bagman is like such a such a jerk i i think that the effect this is this is my favorite um reading a play effect like if i'm not watching it this is mm-hmm. probably my favorite scene to actually read i think it's very funny um as things sort of go off the rails because of what scorpius and albus did to have ludo bagman be the one to deliver what is happening um (laughs) because you get all of it but no what's this is it dark magic or is it something else entirely is wand is flying away is cedric diggory disarmed it's all going wrong for diggers this could be the end of the task for him the end of the tournament it's just it's good it's It's good to read in a way that a lot of it isn't (laughs) yeah it's it's like his his descriptions of all of the 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 uh uh, the, the contestants is really funny. Like they're all sort of like backhanded compliments, right? Like it's uh... it's so it's hilarious and like clearly, um, even at the beginning of the scene, it says, um, and and suddenly the um, greatest showman on earth, his words not ours, is on stage. That's like the stage direction for for Ludo uh-huh. Bagman, and you kind of get this impression that he like thinks that he's like a big time like like sports announcer but he's announcing for like <laughs> a bunch of 16 year olds for a bunch a... of 16 year olds at like the co-op soccer tournament right <laughs> and it's like taking yeah. stuff way too far yeah he was like like his character in goblet of fire was so much fun the sort of like washed up uh, uh a quidditch star who was like way into gambling right like he mm-hmm. he's he's he he created such an impression there i mean similar to tonks honestly a such a like an archetype that you can see the possibilities for instantly when you meet him right mm-hmm. and then he's just rarely used in that novel um yeah he mostly like has those suspicious meetings with fred and george and it turns out they're like blackmailing him <laughs> <laughs> uh really funny um but yeah he's he's just not used enough there and and getting getting him again even if it is like retreading scenes that he's done before you know like he he was also the commentator in the novel but he didn't get the spotlight in this way um, yeah because harry was like scared in the tent and getting like other yeah. information so it's fun to see the different perspective on a scene that we didn't really see. Right. It's fun to see his public persona. Um, Cause you sort of like instantly get his, his like private persona in, in, which is also fun. Like a lot, like a lot of fun, but like it, it's just it, like knowing who that character is getting to see him like in his element here. Like you say, like, like narrating a like kid's soccer game is really, <laughs> is really fun. Um, but then, of course, uh, the plan doesn't seem to work. Cedric Diggory is, or it does seem to work, rather, uh, at this yeah. point. Uh, they've, they've, they've succeeded. They've knocked Diggory off of his, uh, off of his broom, uh, or whatever. No, he's no Harry's the broom. He's doing some other he's, shit. He's, they just they disarm him. Yeah, they get they get him off his like, yeah off his off game. Off of his plan. He he does not succeed in the in the 
Triwizard Tournament here. And it turns out that the time turner has a time limit. Uh-oh. Which is literally a line they say, which I thought was very funny. There must be some kind of limit. The time turner must have some kind of time limit. Whoa. Whoa. I feel like that, that's that got to be a, a laugh line, I feel, for the play. Oh, definitely. Like that, that, that's fun. Um, and uh, then everything sort of fades away and we are in the hospital wing. Mm-hmm. This scene is fucking bananas. <laughs> Harry yeah. talks to a painting of Dumbledore mm-hmm. in a way that we were like begging book seven to do. Yep, this is this is like a fucking clinic on how to do how to do this, right? This because is it so funny. It it really explains the paintings basically, but it leaves a lot of ambiguity yeah. in a way that's fun. Mm-hmm. In, instead of a um like a what what am i supposed to think about this yeah and this is also not the only painting scene we get like like there's a, mm-hmm. a conversation later that sheds even more light on this but this scene in particular with harry asking a painting of dumbledore for advice is like yeah. So refreshing because we were like fucking yelling about this all through <laughs> book seven. Like, if he's fucking dead, I don't know. Like, like why can't he talk to a painting? Not, not in a way where it's like, well, that solves the problem. But like, I want the book to explore what the paintings are, yeah, right? Like, like, what would happen even? Mm-hmm. Um, like try and have it not work for whatever reason, which is honestly like what happens here, right? Yeah, like like the the Harry Potter books have such a weird fraught relationship with its like death cheating mechanisms when it suddenly becomes a story about like accepting death and the nature of it, right? Like mm-hmm. it has to like avoid them as much as possible. So we're like we're not getting paintings, we're not seeing as many ghosts. When it's like these things exist in this world. And I'm so it's so refreshing to see this play, which I think, you know, is not really concerned with like the nature of death, but it is still concerned with the nature of like, uh, like the memory of people. Right. And and like and and, uh, it's so refreshing to see this play embracing that and doing something with it rather than just like saying oh, uh, he didn't think about the painting or the painting was busy or whatever. Just, like, any excuse to, like, not confront this, like, maybe contradictory idea, right? Like, it's great. Mm -hmm. Harry has a conversation with the painting and the painting offers him some kind of vague advice. I mean, I think even, is it in the scene where Dumbledore painting is saying, like, um, that Harry needs to see Albus clearly? Yes. Yes. Because uh, I, I think that's what it's concerned about. It's about um, seeing someone for who who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that scene where Harry is told that, he is talking to Dumbledore and failing to see the painting as it is. Right, right. And this is right after Scorpius has been talking about how all he wanted to do was live like Harry Potter, right? Like, yeah, it, it's the whole story is very in tune with this idea yeah harry harry is like asking this painting for advice and the painting even sort of brushes him off like why what does my opinion matter here man like i'm a painting so um it's very 
uh it's a great scene i i like no notes this is this is uh this is the scene i've been wanting from this series for this entire podcast basically we got themes facts and characters we got themes facts and characters harry harry like strong arms this painting into like like telling him what he wants to hear uh and immediately takes the wrong advice or rather takes the advice that he wanted to hear out of it right when the painting was really cautioning him like you gotta i don't know like (laughs) maybe talk to your son and not me the painting (laughs) like yeah harry you suck uh there's a very funny um cut or not even a cut because i guess i guess uh albus albus is like there while this conversation is happening he's just kind of unconscious right Mm -hmm. and there's a moment where the dumbledore painting this is the 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 line you mentioned you must see him as he is you must look for what's wounding him Mm -hmm. and harry says haven't i seen him as he is what's wounding my son he thinks, or is it who's wounding my son? And then Albus says, <laughs> Albus says, Dad. <laughs> this, it's, it's so, oh my God, I missed that. It's so on the nose here, but uh, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's some powerful stuff. It's it's a it's a great use of the the like actor setup here. Jack Jack Thorne, I think he's written a thing or two before. I think yeah yeah that's. <laughs> <laughs> that, you you have to listening at home you have to understand this praise that it sounds like i'm heaping on this thing really it's just relief that i'm reading something that's a fucking story like, it is it is wacky after the journey we've been on reading a harry potter thing by a writer that is so i mean it though yeah yeah i mean and so like if you if you had to like ask what my like honest like more like considered opinion about this play is so far i'll be like yeah it's like a six or seven out of ten whatever but like it's that is that is like oscar winning compared to <laughs> everything we've been through with like book six and seven like mm-hmm. completely different planet so right which yeah. is why like i'm finding again uh going back and seeing the like the more i watch the more i am like consuming the stuff around cursed child and seeing more and more based on an original story t- 30 point font jk rowling 12 point font font john tiffany and jack thorne <laughs> it's very funny to yeah. me yeah yeah especially with like like we were talking about kind of in the intro for last week like Every year that goes by, it sure seems like they walk that relationship back another step and say, like, I've seen Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, we know what J.K. Rowling is capable of writing. We read all of it and have seen mm-hmm. it. She can't do she cannot do this. Yeah. And I, I'm not like, again, I know that you said this to begin with, and I'm not trying to be like, this is good or or bad or try to like pin it on one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's like clear. It's like purely a forensic right. uh, kind of noticing and, yeah. uh, and observing of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's fine. It, it's, a, it's a fun for the whole family play. It's it's very tempting to to say like, oh, this is this is good. Therefore, I don't believe the bad woman could have written it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not really what I mean here. It's like, 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 like in in comparison in t- totality, is this like an amazing story? No, absolutely not. Like this is, <laughs> but the fact that it is a story 
in the vacuum that we are subjecting ourselves to here uh in in harry potter world uh it is like it is just just like i said just like another planet right like it's just oh yeah like like dealing with something that has like you say characters themes and facts it's like holy shit this is a story it's sort of funny thinking back on the harry potter movies um right and how i think that in micro this happened a lot to us where we would discuss the movie and be like oh the uh, steve clovis sure um moved these pieces around Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and like made a scene out of this where there wasn't or like injected Mm -hmm. a little something something in there yeah Uh, but this is the first like macro um one of those that we got and that it pretty much is cover to cover just a uh, a construction of probably someone else's mind. Especially this. I think the, the this, this painting scene and and also what else is said about the paintings later in this in this segment is so um, clearly written by someone who had a similar experience with discovering what the paintings were in Harry Potter. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it is this is answering the question that the fandom has grappled with for like the entire 20 year run of the original books. Right. Like. Like, yeah, I think that's like kind of I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's probably why this is going to end up being my favorite Harry Potter thing. And it's because in any like mass media franchise Mm -hmm. thing, my favorite piece is always the thing that's like written questioning the wider franchise right it's sure, always going to yeah. be the kotor 2 mm-hmm. of the thing yeah um, and cursed child is probably the kotor 2 of Harry Potter, right? <laughs> that is that is strong praise uh, I, i'm not okay okay i'm, I'm walking that one back because i think kotor 2 is going to be better than this and i, I totally think, know what you mean like i think this play is going to fall in line right because it has to sure um yeah in a way that maybe kotor 2 didn't mm-hmm. um although kotor 2 falls in line you yeah. know what i mean it has to I, end, I like, it has to end being star wars right so yeah, I I just I like that it is interrogating the source material. Yes, and I'll leave it at that. Yes, in, 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 in interrogating and uh, not just being navel gazy, but using that still deploying that like self reflection, like into the character work, right? With mm-hmm. with with Harry as a character and, and these new characters, Albus and Scorpius as characters. Like it it doesn't feel. Um, uh it 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 doesn't feel like outside looking in critical right it, it feels very much like uh oh, it's a, yeah and it's a theme park right yeah, like this yeah. is this is so goofy yeah yeah um so scorpius uh or or, or rather albus uh wakes up um after the painting is uh is is gone the painting leaves oh real quick how do you think they do the painting i want to get a pr- i want to get a prediction here of like how how is it like an actor sitting in like a box or something what do you what do you think <laughs> um uh i'm really torn between like actor sitting in a box and like a a special effect that should not have been Right, like a projector or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious to know how the, how they do this. Um, I don't be an actor in a box, right? Yeah, probably. 
I hope so. But the painting leaves, and Harry, uh, as I said, takes the advice he wanted to hear. And as soon as Albus wakes up, he's like, "Uh, you can't hang out with your friend anymore. He's a dark cloud. Yeah. Um, And that goes great. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. It it goes great. Um, He, uh, he, you know, he, he tells his friend or he tells his son um you can't have a friend anymore because he's bad um and i've done my job here and also i'm going to be a helicopter parent for the rest of your life and i'm going to give professor mcgonagall my insane tracking device map to like watch you we're gonna we're gonna sit together every night at the computer and we're gonna go through your myspace together (laughs) yeah yep yeah so so classic bad parent move here um yeah like all the hits yeah yeah uh professor mcgonagall's watch every uh every movement i will fix you with a spell which will allow my eyes and ears into your every movement your every conversation in the meantime investigations will begin into my department into scorpius's true heritage so not only can you not talk to your friend i am going to find out if he's voldemort's son i'm going to find out if voldemort did time travel to fuck draco's wife opposite ways but yes yeah (laughs) yes Right. Just, just, I think this is also a bit that that everyone hates. Why? Because Harry would never be mean. Harry would never do anything wrong. Okay, but, like, there's all those little things in there, right? Where stuff is a little, a little messed up. Mm -hmm. Because the the whole scene starts, and Albus wakes up and is like, I'm in Slytherin. I don't know why you brought that up. And he's like, no, you're not. You're in Gryffindor. Stop, Mm -hmm. stop fucking around, kid. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Then show me your MySpace, you know? Yeah, yeah. Show me your texts. Who have you been who have you been texting? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. The, it, yes. Uh, the the Harry Potter fandom has a considering that they're able to like pull out a million, like, oh, this is like Cinderella 3 on VHS references. <laughs> they sure don't seem to have like encountered a time travel story before. Like this yeah, is Yeah, they certainly have not watched ashton kutcher in the butterfly effect right or or like fucking back to the future right like like this is this is such uh classic time travel sci-fi story stuff of like oh you went back and you tweaked something and now this person's a little different like yeah of course harry would not be this psycho normally but something changed oh, I know, right i know why it is because like two scenes from now they're like oh everything's changed except my dad who's an asshole i think they all <laughs> took that like surface level they, like okay harry's the same yeah they took that to mean that like the Harry- character said the character said it so that's <laughs> <be> true <laughs> the char- characters can't lie or have like a wrong perspective on something right <laughs> right i mean that's the thing is like i think it is fun in these sorts of stories to see the ways some people change a lot and the way some people change, but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Her- Harry, Harry is at his worst here. That is what the point of this is. Right. It's still Harry. He is at the worst he could be. Harry's That's fun. Harry's anxieties from the, I guess, quote, unquote, I guess we'll say like quote unquote, the real timeline, right. Uh-huh. Have, come to the surface here right and he's just acting on every single one of them right uh, rather than 
bottling them up or like you know being unsure what to do with them he is he is simply they have simply uncorked whatever it is that was keeping those anxieties at bay right like this isn't super difficult stuff really like um, yeah it's fun it's it's for fun yeah i i love time travel i'm very um protective of my time travel story <laughs> my time loops my butterfly effects mm-hmm, etc mm-hmm. yeah well, yeah it's fun what if stories can be fun right like mm-hmm. the I, mirror universes yeah well if you if you know a character back to front the most fun you can have with them is demonstrating how well you know them by changing them right and like Mm. identifying what it would be that could change them right right it's yeah this is this is classic pop media writing stuff right like this is yeah this is this is not (sighs) this is really not difficult i i so much of my reaction to this play too as well as like you know uh, kind of exaggerating how good it is just 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 in comparison to the other other novels is is being increasingly baffled and frustrated with the fandom for not understanding that this is the most this is like they this play is a giant box of candy that was made specifically for the fandom (laughs) Uh-huh. Like like I, I as 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 loath as I am a lot of the time to like uh uh you know just give all fan service bullshit a pass, right? Sometimes it can be fun, sometimes it can be good. And like this is this is one of the most carefully crafted, like here you fucking go, here's exactly what you want. Here is a fun play with a lot of magic and a lot of humor and all your favorite characters are here and they're slightly different and we're having a big what if story draco malfoy gets a redemption arc in this because you asked for that for a decade and everyone everyone got what they wanted i don't understand what happened here like this is this is wish fulfillment to it i have the the amount of things i have i have encountered that have this level of wish fulfillment that are also good is very small. Well, uh, and to add on to that, here's the little cherry on top. It doesn't ruin anything because it's like an alternate timeline story. So right. it has no stakes. <laughs> right. Like, like it, like nothing is different. Like I, I assume at the end of this play, everything is fixed. Right. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's doesn't, it didn't happen, which can be a bad thing. That can I, think be a, if you're, I think if you're making a theme park, it's a good thing. That's the best case scenario for a play that very few people get to go and see. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a fun, it's a fun, frivolous spectacle. It's all fan service. It would sort of suck if, like, you had to pay $2,000 to, like, actually see the next Harry, next real, quote-unquote, Harry Potter story, right? Like, right. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm so baffled by this. I'm used to fandoms rejecting um stuff that isn't giving them everything they want but this is this it is so weird seeing a fandom reject something that is like a gift to them i yeah it's kind of kicking my ass a little bit because um it's no secret i was a fan for sure i was i i won't say in the fandom but like Mm -hmm. i don't know when i was 14 this was like all i thought about right Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. So when I read this now, I'm like, oh, 
this is the big box of candy for me. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't really get it. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think the thing that's, and it's fine. Read it. Say you don't like it. I'm going to, I'm really putting a lot of it on it being a play. I think it's hard mm-hmm. to read plays. I've said that a million times. I think that what frustrates me is I think that all of the, um, I think there's a lot of purposefully being obtuse about the time travel stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no way. Like you, you know, you've, you've seen the, you've seen the scene of, um, in Jurassic Park where they explain chaos theory, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's difficult. And this is another, yeah, this, this is going down another avenue that I'm usually very cautious about. Cause like, it, it's, it's, it's so tempting to just always r- write off like any, any criticism I disagree with as like performative or whatever, but it does feel like hating Cursed Child at this point for like the time travel stuff has just become this weird game of telephone right of like you guys know how a time travel story works right like like the story did not invent this i feel like you have to be at least somewhat willfully obtuse to to like come up with some of the like blanket criticisms that that that... and to be clear this is coming from someone who before we reread book three i remember this quite well I had to sheepishly explain to you that I did not like the time travel in that story, <laughs> right? And then I kind of was won over by it on a, on a, on a you know as a, a reread as an adult. But like like I I understand not liking time travel as a mechanic. It, it can definitely cause a lot of problems in, in, in stories if it's not used well. I feel, but like this is best case scenario. For this kind of thing, it's a, it's a fun side story. It's an ex- excuse to play around in the sandbox that doesn't matter, and that's fun. It's just there to be. It's candy. It's candy for you. They made it for you. What is what? Why are you guys like this? Why is the fandom uh, like this? They should have released it as a novelization. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would ruin. I don't think that would stop everything, mm-hmm. right? But I just I'm really putting it on being a play. The closest. I, yeah. 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 The, the closest thing I can reach for in, like, a similar pop media sphere for this is the Mass Effect Citadel DLC. Did oh, you ever... no. <laughs> oh, that, yes. It's, like, the fanservice-y one, The right? fanservice DLC where it's just, like, one big party and you get to see all the characters getting drunk. And yeah, like... I, I wanted to play that and then didn't for whatever reason. <laughs> It's kind of nuts, honestly. They, yeah, I, I definitely heard some things about there it. Is a, there is a... <laughs> there is a... Okay, spoilers for Mass Effect Citadel. <laughs> if you romance Tally and you're a male shepherd in that, there is a joke about Tally getting nuts stuck in her air pipes. Wow. On her, on her helmet. They're very... Wow. It's a raunchy DLC. Nice. Um, kind of cursed. <laughs> I would never romance Tally, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good for. <laughs> I ain't reading all that, but good for you, etc. <laughs> um, yeah, but like that's something everyone in that fandom fucking adores, right? And and that is a similar. I feel like the reason I'm reaching for that is because it's a similar. I feel, um, like chocolate box of like sorry, sorry, you didn't like the ending, you know, um, for Mass Effect Three. Mm-hmm. But we, we do know you love this grasshopper mouth, man. Right. We And we do. And we do. We do love the Turians. Uh-huh. Uh, uh and and that that was a 
something very similar where it has a very frivolous premise that doesn't really matter to the story. It doesn't change anything, but it just gives you several hours with, with characters and concepts that you liked. Um, and like the tally thing, like <laughs> if you, if you have ever wondered <laughs> about, ever thought about that, if you, if you have ever wondered, could this alien with a weird helmet take a facial? Uh, we wrote something no, for apparently you. Not. Apparently not. It gets <laughs> caught in her, caught in her gunk tube. Um, Is Kelly Chambers there? Kelly Not Ch- during that, but just in general. <laughs> Is she watching? Is she doing her little dance? Is she doing the strip dance? <laughs> yes, Kelly Chambers, the ultimate <laughs> debauchery of Mass Effect. <laughs> Shepard, Shepard whacking off onto Tally's face while, while Kelly <sighs> Chambers from Mass Effect 2 does that stupid dance. If only, what? if only Bioware could be so bold. That's one hell of a franchise, huh? Oh, Mass Effect, huh? <laughs> Mass <sighs> Effect, huh? <laughs> this is this podcast is now rated uh, NC seventeen. Yeah. Well, we've already got the explicit tag on iTunes, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we, our look, our most famous bit, I think, is Dementor oh, no. comes. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so I guess I guess Shepherd come is not that much. <laughs> Uh, you know, not much of a, of a leap further than that but that's true <laughs> oh my god um yeah it is like that it is like that minus the cum it's just yep. it's just fun cute cute stuff and, and, and like i yeah i i just i i i'm so surprised to to read this after years of having it like built up in my head as like this like my i think the most positive reaction to this i was expecting to have was going in and saying oh i get why the fans don't like this but it works for me right and and like that that's like the most positive scenario i could imagine where where it would be like a twin peak season three or a like higurashi sotsu thing for me where it's like i get why the normal fans don't like this but to me i like it i was not expecting it to be a massive Citadel situation that the fandom hates, I guess, is is right. is the inversion well, here. Oh, that is sort of funny because I'm like, yeah, to me, it's fine, but I'm like, wh- why are the fans sleeping on this uh, this Draco Redemption arc? Right? Yeah, they get they they get literally everything they wanted in this. Um, uh, I guess I guess there was one element here though that is introduced in this scene that I think really does face plant um mm. we've been very positive on on this but but this is this is a big whiff i think um in the the like litany of like little changes that have happened uh because of uh draco and or draco scorpius's and uh albus's little time travel uh adventure uh ron and hermione are no longer married um mm-hmm. it is ron and padma patil now yeah which i think is a cool idea except it comes off kind of nasty this is this is a mean-spirited and kind of a like just just kind of a bummer thing that they have done with padma as a character here yeah i don't i don't think that we need to be picking on her it it sucks to portray Ron and Hermione as like the fated 
most wonderful, you know, God-appointed romance, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, it isn't that in the book. Honestly, their relationship is a little weird. And in fact, this story even grapples with their relationship being a little <laughs> weird when it's mm -hmm. talking about this stuff. Because it turns out that because Hermione became suspicious of Durmstrang because of the funny accent scene with Albus and Scorpius, mm -hmm. she does not date Crumb to make Ron jealous. Right. Which is like, that's funny. Like, I think that's a funny idea, like <laughs> acknowledging that, like, yeah, their relationship is basically built on spite um, and jealousy. But to then turn around and portray who Ron did get together with, Padma in this case, because of the same event, uh, I guess he had a good time with her at the ball. Um, Padma's portrayed as like, kind of like a, just a, annoying wife here yeah like a very annoying like traditional values wife because that's yeah. the whole thing is that like he's become whipped basically right right yeah, and, yeah. and so and so he's like just sort of dopey he doesn't tell jokes anymore and he's like super whipped by his wife and it, but but like the one thing that we get is that he has to show up and this is a few scenes later but he has to show up at the school at some point and um to deal with I don't know. Someone got like cursed to have a mustache. His kid did, and then he has to like come. He's like, "Oh, father has to do with the son's mustache," and it just. I don't I, know. I mean, there's this, there's a bit too where he like describes Padma to Albus to make him remember, and he, his description, his go-to is that like, "Oh yeah, she gets too close to your face when." We're, we're... Oh, he also just hates his son. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is like kind of fucked. Um. I totally, so I guess we can just like talk about this whole thread just in totality because yeah. it doesn't really yeah. matter to anything else yeah. other than being like the bit, like one of the big changes that Rose doesn't exist, which we're supposed to care about for some reason. <laughs> um, sorry. Character and, who really um, matters in this play. Like this is the, this is the part of history that changed that is like wrong and not just like a happenstance thing. Right. Yes. And then there's a later scene where we get um, Ron seeing Hermione at the school and that's our fated lovers scene mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it's the um they kind of are awkward around each other and uh and it was meant to be and i do agree with you that it kind of sucks because it's like i mean soulmate au um but i also think it's like just a wink to the to the audience like mm -hmm. it's the don't it's the don't worry right it's mm -hmm. the don't it's the don't worry uh, we love Ron and Hermione together, don't you? And I think that's okay. Again, this is like this is the Citadel um, Harry, <laughs> this, yeah. Harry Potter DLC. Yeah. Um. So that's fine, but I don't think that like needs to. Um, I don't think Ron has to hate his kid for that to happen. Yeah, he doesn't right? like he doesn't need to like hate his wife. One of the very few non-white characters in the books, right? Like very few yeah it's a bummer way to treat this character who was not treated great in the originals either right like i don't know i i do have a theory about it mm -hmm. i think it was originally written for lavender yes yeah i think and yeah i i actually i've been thinking about this a little bit more and i think the reason they changed it was like um literally a like cohesion 
change because everything else in the story is centered around fourth year. Yeah. But I'm like, all of these lines sure sound like lavender and it's literally their the way that their relationship was. And I think the logic makes more sense for Lavender because, um, I mean, the whole thing was that because there hadn't been jealousy, right, which is what made Ron and Lavender not together anymore. It was partially like uh, Hermione's conflict with them. Yeah. He just sort of went a lot. He like in this, if it was Lavender, he just would have kept going along with it, which is their relationship the whole time. I'm not saying that it doesn't suck also. Yeah. <laughs> but but, 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 but the thing is, at least then, Lavender is a character who was written with these traits already and that she was kind of like an annoying girlfriend and like uh, did kind of boss Ron around and and like I think there's conversations to be had about those tropes anyway there, right? But like the fact is that those tropes were already part of a character's deal. Whereas Padma, both of the Patil sisters really are, like, barely characters in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah now this is her character. And now this is her character, right? Like, here's here's your future. She's a, a annoying wife. And it's like, okay, great, thanks, I guess. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it, it is transplanting something that was already, you know, not particularly interesting onto a character that just makes it much more of a bummer, I guess. Um uh and like you say like it's but you know it's it's meant to be a wink to the audience it's meant to be the like don't worry like like we know you we know you love hermione and ron together or whatever but it it does feel like it's sort of throwing another character under the bus for no real reason when it didn't need to that sucks on its own right it sucks for padma she doesn't even get to be there i mean maybe she is in the future but i don't think so because this timeline ends it would be fun if we got to see her right i mean the the thing the thing that I, i i think there is no way to make this not suck that puts the onus on another character to be in the wrong right Mm -hmm. because really what this is saying is that if you if you marry anyone else that's a problem right like it has to be hermione which i i i i I totally buy i understand again back to the future i get it like you but the implication that it is like somehow cosmically padma's fault is the part that i'm like well she didn't do anything wrong <laughs> like what like the, the the it would be so much cleaner i feel if it was implying that it's not that padma is a bad wife for ron it's that yeah ron isn't the right person for her yeah i think they could have done it both ways right because there's like we have the ron hermione like oops wrong wife moment mm-hmm. but i don't know that character could have had a oops wrong husband right moment. Yeah, yeah like 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 yeah i my i have this goofy ass husband who runs a joke shop or whatever well, no, he like, doesn't he he's, doesn't he's, run the la- he's lame because of his stupid wife of his stupid, right yeah if, if it was just like i don't know there's there's ways to just reconfigure this and also to bring her perspective into it in a way that would make it a bit more fun i feel but but as yeah. is it's just like okay well you just made this a little racist i guess thanks yeah i think if they were if they, if it had to be like sexist they should just have to love be lavender it makes right. more sense anyway <laughs> the best i can propose here is triage right <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah, the lavender triage, which I guess she didn't get at the Battle of Hogwarts. Um, maybe. Uh, I, I think that the thing that really just makes it feel bad, like, other than all of that, I don't know why he hates his kid. Like, that yeah. just seems uncalled for, right? Everything that he says about his kid sounds fun. It sounds like he's got a fun little guy, I guess. I don't know. Like It, it just seems, it makes me sad. And I don't think it's supposed to, right? And then there's just, like, the added layer that, that the kid has a, like, traditional Hindi name. And it's like, oh, Ron hates his kid and and it makes it feel like a joke and i'm just yeah, like okay that what is, is a the real joke? wolf moment of it's like oh you're it, surprise it's not rose it's ponju scare stinger oh and ron hates i guess I, yeah just, that seemed, i'm like kind of, i'm kind of amazed that it got in here in the first place and like it's <laughs> it sucks that he hates his kid, but you also can't make the kid a character because he's not going to to exist, right? Like that's the And also like like what's the implication there? It's just like it's it's fucked up that that Padme got to choose the name. God, I yeah. Find another excuse to how get Ron we, to Hogwarts. How, oh, please. you let literally your, you let your else? wife name your kid pussy. <laughs> kind of fucking beta of you. Not very alpha. That sucks. Bad part of this play i will say um i have a proposition for you yeah i offer you a choice okay we are going in our, a little time machine of our own here back to 2016 Oof. okay i did you did a chill run up your spine there <laughs> yeah a little bit are you are you are you aware of what's coming Mm-mm. your choices here are from the chicago tribune why Harry Potter and Hamilton spoke more truth this week than Trump or Clinton? Uh, or would you like to read from the Daily Kos how the 2016 presidential players fit into the Harry Potter world? Those are both so fun. <laughs> I I'm this is great because I really need to to gear up for election season. That's right. That's right. I'm the, the, I'm we, we, up. We're gearing up to vote like our democracy depends on it or whatever the fuck they're going to say this time. Again. We really have to. This it's time. really depends on it this time. We didn't. This is really going to. This is going to help. This guys, time. you guys, it's really going to help this time. It's we'll really do something. Important. I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, uh, let's do the shorter one here. No, oh. let's do like the let's do the pop, the popcorn one, right? Like one is like matching up the characters to the to the candidates. Is that how is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want it? You Give want? Me, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, this I mean, one this one's like broader Harry Potter, but I think it's in the spirit of of, oh, of yeah. what we're doing here. We're we're time traveling here. Okay, so mm-hmm. we'll start with the Daily Kos one. We will save the uh, the Chicago Tribune Hamilton one for later. <sighs> I've not seen Hamilton. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> what, did Cursed Child come out in 2016? Yes, it did. Okay, so I'm just I'm just transporting myself. Yeah, transporting yourself. So this is this was written on August 8th, 2016. Mm-hmm. With Harry Potter and the Cursed Child now in release, and the play now the hottest show in London, it struck me that there are an awful lot of similarities between the 2016 election and the magical world of Harry Potter that J.K. Rowling created. So let's get down to it. Who is who? 
<laughs> Hillary Clinton is Hermione Granger. That's a that's a classic. That one is just gonna keep coming up, huh? Mm, I don't know. That one's gonna keep happening. <laughs> We're, we will never escape this one. I don't know how or where it started, but several online articles and websites have equated Hillary Clinton with Harry's classmate and good friend Hermione. Yeah? Have they? Oh, many websites? <laughs> many websites are saying this, and I am going to continue to do so, I suppose. Hmm. Whip smart Hermione is the best student at Hogwarts, possibly the smartest one they've ever had. She studies constantly and searches the library for new material to devour, even reading ahead in her text before the school year starts. She masters every class, even history of magic, which is taught by a teacher who was so boring that he died and no one noticed. Hermione is consistently praised by all of the Hogwarts professors except potions teacher Severus Snape. Headmaster Albus Dumbledore and Transfiguration teacher Minerva McGonagall trusted her enough to let her use a time-turner in Book 3, allowing her to take extra classes that meet simultaneously. As Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher Remus Lupin says in Prisoner of Azkaban, you're the cleverest witch of your age I've ever met, echoing Harry's earlier assessment. And? Of course she is! Like Hermione, Hillary Clinton masters policy details. She's never unprepared. Hermione always earned extra points for Gryffindor with her vast knowledge and answers to questions. Hillary boosted the United States standing around the world during her time as Secretary of State, impressing other nations' leaders with her expertise. Is there, like, a point system? <laughs> Do we have a, a country point system in the UN? <laughs> Hermione wasn't afraid to stand up for house elves Hillary wasn't afraid to stand up for women worldwide She does her homework like Hermione Granger on an Adderall bender Opined one website Whoa, who's on an Adderall bender? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, what? Both of them? Well, this website that it links to doesn't exist anymore So I guess we will never know what one website opined that Hermione... I don't think you can really go on an Adderall bender. <laughs> I have finished reading Cursed Child, but have not booked a flight to London to see it. Uh, but the timeline of the new play, Hermione holds the highest office in the wizarding world. She's the Minister of Magic. Sounds about right, and it's only a matter of time until Hillary Clinton reaches the same level in the Muggle world. <laughs> until January 20th, 2017, to be exact. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's delicious, huh? Oh God, this is painful. If I were writing this, uh, and the, and uh, clearly are paying me for the for the word, um, I would probably go at it from a different direction mm -hmm. because Hermione's not a real person. So I might I might go with like what Hillary Clinton's perception, like what people's perceptions of her are, and then right. work backwards to Hermione because. Right. That makes more sense to me. I, I like. I get why they went in the other direction because Hermione is like an archetype of goodness, right? And I assume <laughs> that's what we're, they're doing here. Um, I don't. When I hear all that stuff about Hermione, I'm like that. That's not what I think people who like Hillary Clinton think of her, is it? No. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. This is, is weird it? from both angles because it's certainly. Certainly, just just on its face, just 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 a very dark comparison to make. But also, I'm not sure if this is what most of Hillary Clinton's fans like about her either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they think. Yeah, the 
all I can think about is this thing about she's never unprepared and always earns uh, uh, is it boost, boosted the United States standing around the world during her time as Secretary of State. It's just that that insane interview with her about the invasion of Lebanon or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, uh-huh. She really boosted our... Really? Got some, po- got some mi- minus 50 points to the United States. Yeah. Ugh. Donald Trump is Gilderoy Lockhart. I'm so glad it's not Snape. I was going to fucking turn my computer off. <laughs> it was a hard decision. Voldemort or Lockhart. But in the end, I went with Lockhart. It's, te- it's tempting to equate Trump with Voldemort. And you could make an awfully good argument. Why? Voldemort wanted to push only pure blood wizards in the same way that Trump has pushed nativism, attracting a fair share of racists and white supremacists. They've both shown themselves to be small-minded, mean, and cruel. But while Voldemort might be evil, he was also a very smart, talented, and powerful wizard. Trump doesn't share those qualities. Oh my god. Here we go. As noted in a Daily Kos post by Brain Rap. Okay, this is great. This is linking to forum posts on the Daily Kos. <laughs> Uh, as noted by famous posters, uh, many Republicans are giving Trump the Voldemort treatment, he who must not be named. That's right, and Hillary Clinton is going to win on December. On, Wait, on what? January. Like anti-Trump Republicans yeah, are they're not ta- saying they're, his name? Yeah, the never Trumpers. The, the never Trumpers are going to save us. They can't. They can't be <laughs> on the forums. <laughs> are not say okay. <laughs> I don't think Lockhart would be my choice, although I refuse to entertain a choice. Well, so. well, maybe we'll never know. Maybe the rest of this description will sell you on it. All right. Uh, yet another theory from Ariana Huffington is that Trump is a Dementor, one of the ethereal floating beings that guard Azkaban prison and suck all of the happiness out of the world. <laughs> now, this all depends on if Dementors can talk or not. <laughs> oh my God! If the Dementor, if we play the game and the Dementor talks to you and sounds like donald trump best game ever made (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i've sucked many souls many many people are saying this (laughs) there we fucking go um she suggests that certain gop leaders such as new jersey governor chris christie and house speaker paul ryan were the victims of the dreaded dementors kiss when they endorsed trump losing their souls in the process not that we disagree about that do we not a bad theory but i think there's a better parallel Gilderoy Lockhart it is. He shares two essential characteristics with Trump. They are both snake oil salesmen and con men, and they are both masters at playing the media. Lockhart was the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in book two. He has an oversized ego, and he can't stop bragging about himself, always inflating his own abilities. Lockhart has made his living by stealing other people's stories and passing them off as his own. He didn't perform any of the magic in his best-selling books. Uh... As Trump did, but it wouldn't, or wait, what? He didn't, yeah, Donald Trump didn't perform magic. What the fuck is this talking about? Oh. Business magic from his books. Okay, hold on, sorry, the article, the scrolling bugged here. He didn't perform oh. any of the magic in his best-selling books, which could, which could just as easily be called the art of the magic deal. There's no mention in Chamber of Secrets if Lockhart had a ghostwriter, as Trump did. There we go. But it wouldn't surprise me if Lockhart conned some other wizard into writing the books and then performed a memory charm to make the writer forget all. So we're just getting Harry Potter lore dumps here. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, paid by the word. What did Donald Trump do? He takes people's money with a lot of promises and gives them little in return. He buys and constructs buildings and uses other people's labor, walking away from a bankruptcy after leaving others with the bill. He puts his name on everything, just as Lockhart does. We've all seen how Trump's, Trump leads the media along, launching new outrages just to keep himself front and center in every news cycle. Lockhart did the same thing with the Daily Prophet, grabbing Harry for a photo to ensure front page treatment. It's obviously not a perfect parallel. Although they both have memorable blonde, well, orange blonde in Trump's case, hair. <laughs> we're so fucking doomed. Oh, uh, yeah, we're fucked. Uh, Lockhart is described as handsome and Trump is not Kenneth Branagh. Get his ass. Yes. That's true. Yes, get his ass. He's ugly and therefore evil. Trump's support often comes, uh, mostly comes from men, while Lockhart is swooned over by several female characters. While Lockhart what? is obvious, <laughs> well, yeah, what the fuck? What? Hello. While Lockhart is an obvious phony, he at least tries to be nice to people until he's exposed as a fraud. Trump doesn't even bother with niceties. Uh, so what other parallels do we see in 2016 in the Potter? Oh, hold on. You can't. They're, okay, we gotta unpack this. We can't just leave. What? What the fuck are they talking about here? I I love Lockhart. He's great. Yeah, Lockhart, great character. <laughs> I don't understand this. Uh, I guess ego, right? Like that's what yeah. they like to get him and get him for. Like, oh, he thinks he's so great, but he's not. He's a con man. Uh, yeah. God, I'm sorry. I'm just reading this and 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 agreeing with you. We are so fucked here. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be f- I don't... it's gonna be fun when we get these again for 2022. That will be fun. Uh, what are the parallels do we see in 2016 politics and the Potter world as we reach further into Potter geekdom? Bernie Sanders. Why are we Why are we reaching into Potter geekdom? Here? Why do we? Why do, is must that, we? Why is must that we level? do that? But like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh yeah yeah must must we do that yes we we will we will uh, uh, take a l- well we clearly we clearly don't understand politics at all so we've got to reach <laughs> into the the Harry Potter facts to, to... Uh, to help us out this is how I make sense of my world you don't understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is Xenophilius Lovegood father of Hogwarts Bullshit. student Luna Lovegood and editor of the Quibbler. I hate this. Yeah. Uh, Lovegood is often thought of as eccentric and a loner. Okay. Thank you, Daily Coast. <laughs> Making uh, Bernie Sanders a little cool. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a, lone, a loner. <laughs> Tim Kane. I don't have a specific character, but he's definitely in Hufflepuff. Why put it in here? Yeah, I don't know Come shit. Come up with one. I don't know say, shit. Say, uh, Hufflepuff, say it's I guess. Fucking, fucking Ernie McMillan with a Hufflepuff we don't know anything about. Yeah. Paul Manafort. There's no doubt that the Trump campaign chairman was definitely in Slytherin. I definitely see him as Lucius Malfoy, Draco's father. Lucius always thought other ma- foreign magical schools were superior to Hogwarts, such as Durmstrang from the fourth book, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. In the same way, Manafort was once, quote, still is, on the payroll of a Vladimir Putin plant in Ukraine. What? Get it? What, who, wait, Get who, it? What he likes is... Lucius likes Durmstrang. And, and is he on the the Durmstrang payroll? Because because of the Russia is he Russia on, gate. Is he Not, on payroll? Russia, is, he, is he on payroll? <laughs> Fuck! This is painful. This is hurt, this is hurting me. 
this article needed an outline. <laughs> Ted Cruz, Draco Malfoy. There's no doubt the Texas senator would say it's wait, so Paul Manafort is Ted Cruz's dad, <laughs> is what we're saying here. <laughs> we're getting some interesting that could be true. <laughs> There's no doubt that the Texas senator would be in Slytherin. They're going to do this own for every Republican. <laughs> They're like, this Republican? Slytherin. Get their ass. Even though many hate Cruz, there's likely a grudging recognition of his influence, just as there was for Draco, even if that came from his father's money. Come to think of it, most Republicans would be in Slytherin. Come to think of it. Come to think of it. God damn. Oh, you just thought you of just, that? I just came up with this. I don't know if I believe you. Guys, I just, I just came up with this. Chris Christie and Mark Rubio, also in Slytherin. They remind me of Draco's sidekicks, cra- sidekicks Crab and Goyle. I don't I want some more Democrats, please. Uh, it's fine. Continue. Hold on. Newt Gingrich, Minister of Magic Cornelius Fudge. It's probably the closest Gingrich would ever get to real power again. If he was being the president, if he was being the president. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? What? This is. I feel like I'm being like hit. I'm get. This is giving me Havana syndrome. I'm getting blasted Uh-oh. with the bad vibes ray by this thing. What the fuck? Well, is- I think some taxes have been earmarked just for you. <laughs> um, what the fuck are they talking about? Are they saying that he can't win? So the closest he'll come to power is becoming the minister of magic. Becoming, becoming Newt the Gingrich? president somewhere else. Newt, what? <laughs> Newt Gingrich, what is- minister of magic. Daily Kos, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, next one is Jeb Bush. Finally, yes. Jeb Bush is nearly headless Nick, aka the what? <laughs> no. What? Why? I think we're going to find out. Poor Jeb is nearly headless Nick, a.k.a. the ghost of Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington, who died in a botched execution that almost but not quite removed his head. Because of this, Nick isn't allowed to join the headless hunt, despite his blue blood background. Just like Jeb was shut out of the Republican primary, spending some 40 million per delegate for the three votes he got at the convention. Okay. (laughs) Is the, um... Is like the the Bush family uh, empire? Is that the headless hunt? Is that the headless? That he can't join. Can't join. It, it, well, it's the maybe it's the presidency. Everything is either the presidency. Everything is the president. Every metaphor here is it's the presidency. He they will be. Imagine the president. if the presidency was the headless hunt. Uh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I, I can't again I'm I'm not gonna entertain like a real answer of who he would be, so I'm just I just have to nod along. Well, Rudy Giuliani, definitely a Death Eater, perhaps Fenrir Greyback the werewolf. Maybe Jugson though. Did they think of did they think maybe Jugson? How many I'm just scrolling and there's more and more shit happening here. Like they're they're just I I was wasn't really prepared for how long this one was going to be. Oh, we got some Democrats. Democrats, Democrats time. Oh, here okay, we go. Here we fucking go. Uh, Barack Obama, Harry Potter, because come on. No way. That's what well, it says. Please explain. Barack Obama. No, no explanation. It just says Barack Obama, Harry Potter, because come on. <laughs> can't argue with that. I, I guess I guess I can't. Enough said. 
<laughs> Enough said, because come on. Joe Biden is Neville Longbottom. I thought it was going to be Ron. Joe Biden experienced tragedy early in his career with the loss of his wife and child. Neville's parents were tortured with the Cruciatus curse and were lost to him forever. What is your fucking <laughs> problem? What are you, What is wrong with you? What is happening here? Like Biden, Neville is famous for gaps, but in the end, there's not a truer or more effective friend and wizard than Neville or Joe Biden. <laughs> There's no more effective wizard. That's for yeah. damn sure. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! What is what? Is that? Oh, mm, I'm feeling physical pain reading this. This is hurting. You me. found I these. found this one. This and one. You're getting mad. I. Fuck! I, I survived. I have survived so many of these fucking things that I found for this show. I I made it through the the Pikachu's thirtieth birthday thing yeah. from the New Yorker without a scratch. This is hurting me. This is you are not ready for Joe Biden. Great, great, the, great, <laughs> the power, powerful wizard. Why wouldn't they make him Dumbledore? If in that case, like ah, this this is. They're not even being consistent with their own Harry Potter references. This is killing me. Yeah, or Ron, yeah, the sidekick, right? Yeah, because if if Obama's Harry, yeah, well, it's Neville. Who's Ron then? Bill Clinton. <laughs> I do like that these are all like insults. Like they're not, they're yeah. not supposed to be, but that's going to be my my kernel of uh, yeah. Uh, of joy here president clinton's intellect is far beyond ron's but remember that ron is the best player of three-dimensional wizard chess as is shown in the first book harry potter and the sorcerer's stone i mean i guess all oh. physical chess is three-dimensional bill clinton um, always strikes me as someone who plays long-term strategy for long-term wins yeah it's i love that people are just like feeling stuff <laughs> I'm just was feeling that, like this is true was right that now. What was happening when, when he just, was getting impeached? That just seems to be the case. Uh, don't, I think. don't worry. This is my long-term strategy. I'm going to get my dick sucked in the Oval Office, and <laughs> that'll be good, actually, for some reason. And <laughs> several years later, my wife will be the president. That's right. She'll win in 2016. This is the long-term plan. Uh, who is what? The last one is someone I mercifully don't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna softball this one to you. See if you remember who this is. Uh oh. Andrea Mitchell is Rita Skeeter. I mean, the name sounds familiar. Andrea, who I don't f- really read the news. The f- yeah, I don't give a shit about the news. Oh, she's a commentator for NBC. Past. Oh. Don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's probably why I just know the don't name. Don't care. Don't give a shit. Don't fucking care. Uh, uh, and then there's a link to another article that's called... Uh, oh, this one's from Bustle. They linked to a Bustle article called If Democrats Were Harry Potter Characters? This is an endless loop of pain. I can't deal with this. <laughs> I can't fucking deal. Do they agree, though? Wait, did we do Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton is Hermione. Did I just miss it? That was the first one. We, oh, we have been fu- so okay, knee-deep in like, the shit here. 
okay, I felt like that was its own article that I feel like we had moved. I <laughs> no, felt like we moved no, on to a different all one. One Daily Kos article. This it got it found some brevity as we went though, yeah, wh- but really <laughs> effusive about about Hermione Hillary Clinton. Yeah, uh, Chris Christie. It was just uh, also in Slytherin and Tim Kaine. I don't have a specific character, but he's definitely in Hufflepuff or whatever. Thank you. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're forgetting... I'm maybe not paid by the word, then. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, painful. Pain, pain, pain. I have Havana Syndrome now. I I think I have... So sad. I think I have COVID after reading that. That was, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. The last person who we didn't know, the NBC commentator, yeah. who were they? Uh, Rita Skeeter. Uh, oh, right. The Daily Prophet okay. reporter. Sewing lies. Uh, she was famous for her sensational exposés throughout the Wizarding World, a goblet of fire. She twisted Harry's words and deliberately, deliberately made up quote unquote facts about him to sell her stories. Despite her years of experience and expertise at NBC, many are disappointed in Mrs. Alan Greenspan, owned, I guess, Uh-oh. for her obvious bias against the Clintons. Oh, shit. Fuck. Bernie, bro- Bernie, bro. She's a fucking Bernie, bro. Ugh, ugh, that's just wrong. <sighs> well, I have been transported, and now I must return to our current time. We must. Uh oh, it's also sucks. Whoa, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Time, Claire, the the time turner is winding down, and we are going to take a little break here, so I can edit this into two episodes. Makes ocean raw seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise